Japan Pro Wrestling and AEW Collide, and we are your hosts. This is Silicon Steve Valley. On the other side, we got Bloody Daddy. We are dancing and partying right now, getting ready for the third pay per view of this season for AEW, and quite a nice go home show to really pique a lot of interest that many thought were, was lacking going into this week. Bloody Daddy, we are talking AEW. But what a 100 video with this man. How are you feeling now, my brother? I'm elated. I mean, to have Vincent Kennedy McMahon appear on our show. It's a dream come true. So we definitely have that going for us. And most importantly, we have what would be probably one of your dream scenarios as a wrestling fan. You, Silicon Steve Valley, and a good portion of other wrestlers, uh, wrestling fans, uh, with the forbidden door here. And we are going to present these picks, and I'm really excited to sort of see where you're going to go with some of these things, because there is no other um, fan of uh, New Japan that I know more than you. So I feel like I'm at a little bit of a disadvantage here for these picks. So then I have the two the two match lead. I have a question. I have to ask this. Do you know any other any other people that actually watch New Japan for wrestling? You're the one and only. So there you go. Well, I'll take it by default. I haven't watched a whole hell of a lot since the Elite left, quite frankly, ever since Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, Bullet Club was my thing. However, I have followed Jay White very So I have watched it. Don't get me wrong. And I just watched the match with Okada and Jay White. I pay attention to the people I really like. And uh, very happy to see at the top. We'll bring it up right away. Kazuchika Okada making his AEW debut. A lot of people saying he wasn't going to make it. And I was one of them. Kazuchika Okada, that coin drop cloud the crowd absolutely blew up and kazuchika okada will be in a four-way dance for the iwgp world heavyweight championship with jay white and of course two representing aew who i don't think either have a chance of winning hangman adam page and adam colin who we've already saw fight twice already so i don't know if they needed to go with those two but uh you have four fantastic wrestlers you also have a little bit of drama going on with the undisputed elite and the bullet club you saw adam cole not exactly being the truest cat to jay white but jay white's one of the dirtiest players in the game as well so that was really good how that whole entire storyline got a big jolt just by okada showing up oh yeah that was what was needed to be honest with you yeah especially after the Brian Danielson news and let's you know what we're going to do we're going to roll through AEW the the highest we're going to go through the matches of AEW New Japan Forbidden Door and we're going to go into last night's AE Dynamite maybe two nights ago's AE Dynamite when we go through when this airs and we're going to kind of recap what we did at at AEW Dynamite as we go through the card for Forbidden Door but before we get into the Forbidden Door And before we get into all the matches that were pertaining to the Forbidden Door, we have got to talk about Christian fucking Cage. Absolutely rising right to the top of the very best heels in AEW. And I just could not tell you how impressed I was. It was literally the greatest heel promo of the year that wasn't done by MJF. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm totally there with you. Like, I, I, 
I sensed it when you texted me about it. I'm like, man, like Silicon Steve Valley's all over this promo. And um, and then when I watched it later, oh my God, his words just cut like a knife. And the uh, way he was treating and browbeating Shivani was great. The, uh, earring, him, the earring one was fantastic. <laughs> he was great. And then um, just the way he was talking to the crowd too, it, it, it reminded me of like, old school edge and Christian in ways, just like cutting to the heart of things. And it it, it was was even meaner though, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, Without the comedy, like it was just, it would cut to the bone and and it was way meaner for sure. And and honestly, yeah. And and the way he did it was that when, when a heel is that mean, it actually makes me laugh. It really does. Yeah, and then he's a sniveling idiot when Luchasaurus shows up, you know, and he's like, you're choking me, I can't say, you know, and he's just, he is just trying to, like, win him over and just totally coax him. Well, if you don't mind, I'd really like to get into this promo with Christian with Christian Cage. There we go. Let's do it. All right, there we go. So Shivani comes, yeah, so Shivani comes out already, and he said, and he just asked him what happened. And he just basically does the typical thing that he and Edge always do. They just crack on the new crowd, makes fun of their intelligence, and they start chant. And he starts telling the reason that this all started is because he was pissed off. Jungle Boy eliminated him from the Casino Battle Royal, which I remembered in the back of my head. And I always thought Christian. I think all of us thought Christian Cage was turning pretty quickly. Right, right. But he stayed with him, and then he basically explained that he did it. Because he didn't want to wrestle that much. He didn't want to do any heavy lifting. And he just wanted to collect his big paycheck while he was managing Jurassic Express. And then once the gravy train dried up, dried up. <laughs> he, he realized he had to do some dirty work and it pissed him off. So the whole problem here is Christian Cage is just pissed off. He has to actually work a lot more now. <laughs> Which is so egotistical. <laughs> Oh, and then he says he has to, he had to go do some research. And so he went to the cesspool that is Twitter and social media. And he completely eviscerates the fans as well as I've ever seen, including MJF who said the same kind of thing. Yeah. And he says, it's like this losers like these people out here tweeting away. Like your opinion matters. Like, you know, anything about this business, you're telling me who I should wrestle with what titles I should go out for, who I should hang out with. You know, nothing of my business. All right. I am one of the best ever to step into this ring. I got it figured out. Thanks. (laughs) The classic line. I don't go to the drive through and tell you how to do your job. (laughs) So he's beating up jungle boy just to start off of why he did what he did. Then he goes off on the crowd, which is probably something he's wanted to do for a while. Because a lot yeah. of wrestling want a lot. Yeah. And then he starts talking about some of the other people he heard talking about how much money all the WWE guys get. And we know who the hell he's talking about. Right. MJF said how you go buy another WWE guy who couldn't lace my boots while getting paid a lot more than MJF. And Christian then comes out and says, you want to earn my paycheck? Try having a match that people actually talk about more than a week after it happens. And then, of course, he puts over TLC. He talks about yeah. match that changed the, the industry, a match that they named pay-per-views after, a match that, that parents tell their children to watch, which I told my daughter to, and she said, Dad, 
this is for children. Why are you watching it? It's embarrassing. I didn't. And then she went to her room. I don't know. So basically saying she, you do that and then you can have my pay grade. And until then, eat my crumbs and enjoy it. So he's basically telling MJF to shut the fuck up and do his job and deal with it. I mean, and that's only a couple of days after Chris Jericho called MJF out saying that he's not as good as he thinks he is. Right. And that 18 months is a long time and he's not going to get paid. And that's his prerogative, but he's not being very intelligent is what Jericho is saying. Your reaction to all those comments by Christian Cage. Uh, it's just, it was great. And you know what? You didn't, I, I, we're only like what halfway through this thing too. Oh my, we didn't even get to the, we didn't even yeah. get to the main course. These were just, these were just the chicken wings and the salad right here. <laughs> yeah. This is just a, a taste if you will. And, uh, it, it, it was, uh, you, you were totally sucked in immediately. And he has you hook, line, and sinker, and it's like, okay, where he's going to – and then, he, you know, the, the little sprinkles of, like, a uh, uh, Tony uh, Tony Schiavone's abuse was great, too. Oh. Like him just telling him to hold the microphone up higher. You interrupt like me that. again, I'm going to rip your earring out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He had no fucks to give. No. And we're not yeah. – and now he switches to Jungle Boy. Yes. And Shivani shows the clip of him basically saying, you raised a piece of shit. You raised a piece of shit going off on Jungle Boy's mom and sister. And Cage said that he was giving Jungle Boy's mom an opportunity to apologize for giving birth to Jungle Boy. <laughs> <laughs> he then said the real reason that Jungle Boy's mom was so upset <laughs> is that she was sweet on Christian Cage. She's sweet on old Christian. That's great. <laughs> And that she wanted Christian to be Jungle Boy's father. Wow. Yeah. And this is where... Cue the crowd shots after he said that, too. They were like, oh. That was like the first time they went to the crowd reaction. And then, I, and then you can definitely continue, man. It was just like one of those things where this is a great zinger. Oh, and he had... This was the loudest I heard the crowd all night in terms yeah. of engaged. They were pissed. They were, I mean, Jungle Boy is arguably one of the most, I would say, top five or six, at least in terms of AEW originals, certainly top three AEW originals, that homegrown originals that they produce. He's one of the most popular. And they were really in it. They were hating Christian Cage. Christian Cage was getting, and he saw it. You said he, there was times he smirked because he was getting so much heat. His job was perfectly done, and he yeah. knew it. As Pun intended, as kind of alluding to what you just said, he 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 really was putting on a concerto. <laughs> I love it. So this is where it gets really like, wow, MJF like. I never wanted to be your father. I never wanted to be your father figure. You have a father, but your father's dead. The booze continue to just eviscerate him, and then he has to yell over. And that's probably a good thing, Jungle Boy, because he would be embarrassed and ashamed to see how you turned out. Wow. Dylan fucking McKay would be disappointed in his boy. Yeah, he just really went for the throat and then just sliced it. And he continued yelling over the crowd, and then Jungle Boy music hits, but well, I guess it's Jurassic Express music hits, and out comes Luchasaurus 
And I've been predicting he's going to be Christian's heater since all this started happening. He comes out and starts choking out Christian, pushes him back in the corner. And Christian being the pussy coward heel, you got to love it. <laughs> no, wait, we got to talk. We got to talk. We got to talk. And then Luchasaurus didn't stop until he said, remember what happened to Marco. Exactly. To Marco's stunt. So where's that going? Wow. And then Luchasaurus stopped for a second and then went back in for the choke. And then he said, wait, wait, you're like a son to me. And as soon as he said that, Luchasaurus stopped. And Christian said, we got to talk, but not in front of these idiots. We got to go in the back. He hugs Luchasaurus. They walk back together. And that's how you cut a promo. And that's how you stack the deck against Jungle Boy. That's how you get yourself over as a top heel in your company. Christian Cage, ladies and gentlemen, might have just started one of the great runs of his career in his mid-40s. That line about his father being dead, um, the only time I, I could recall an Edge and Christian promo that cut to the bone like that was when they were in Dallas, and it was a line about JFK, uh, something I'm paraphrasing here, something along the lines that, if JFK had us to spend another five minute more five more minutes in Dallas, he would have killed himself anyway. Yeah, I, I that was that was shocking when they dropped that line, and that was like the, you know, uh, the Attitude Era, and it's it even for that time it was like holy shit. But last night, what Christian did, or a few nights ago, what Christian did, incredible, and it just it grabbed people by the the, the audience by the throats. He's going against the ultimate babyface in Jungle Boy. He's been babyfaced the entire time. And it looks like he's going to lose his, his his enforcer. Yeah, Luchasaurus is definitely turning. I'm sure they're going to unmask him or give him a different mask, something like that. They've got to change but that. He, he can't be a dinosaur anymore. No, he's got he's to drop it. And he doesn't need to be. He no. does not need, he's not a bad-looking dude. I've seen him before. And he needs to be, he's never going to be taking serious if he considers himself a real dinosaur. Right. So I think a whole entire gimmick change is on the way. So I'm with you there. I mean, it should be extinct at this point. Well, it's just interesting. And I think you're going to see some really great things in this feud. And all of a sudden, it's become the biggest and best thing in AEW, just like that. So kudos to Christian Cage. I just want to say that you absolutely crushed it, my brother. And thanks for not blocking me on Twitter like Edge. Yeah. I'm never going to say one bad. You know, I never really said anything bad about Edge either. I said he was a mid-carder. That's all I said. I put respect on his name. Uh, that was a mid-carder. Kind of still is. I mean, he just got beat up by, like, low-rent mid-carders. But it was because he took a stand, damn it. And God bless him for that. Right? Oh. He's like, no paramor- paranormal shit. And what do they do? They're like, all right, Cody's injured. You're our new face. <laughs> You're out of the judgment day. Sorry, we're going to need you to be a baby face. Yeah, okay. but, I, I, but, I wrote you, but I wrote you like 17 months of good writing as a heel. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> shit happens. <laughs> you know, I came back and I wanted to have some more control. Shut the fuck up. Oh, it's God damn it. You're going to be a baby face just like you were a year ago. All right. But uh, I'm not going to like it. I don't care. That makes it better for me. 
Wow. End scene. So on back to AEW, and we are now going to go to your review of... Mm. We're going to go now to your preview for this. Ladies and gentlemen, feast your eyes on what we call the Purple Nurple. It is the High Spots and Cheap Pops Pick'em Championship. I am going to be the longest tenured champion in the history of this competition. However, I am down by two matches going into AEW New Japan Forbidden Doors. We'd like to get at least one, um, if not two today, maybe three. We'd like to get back, at least pull within one, and then we still have three more pay-per-views after that. So this is a, a much longer and more packed quarter than we've ever had before. This is already, I believe, our, what our, is this our second? Our second pay-per-view, right? Yeah, second now. Second. We have Money in the Bank, SummerSlam, and we have, of course, AEW All Out. So this is a pretty long one, so two isn't too bad, but if you have a pretty good game right here, Silicon Steve Alley's going to be have a little bit of a hard time holding on to the old purple nurple over here. This is a very important pay-per-view for me. I could really separate the haves from the have-nots with a few extra wins. And, and, and then when it's my time... I don't think it matters as much, though, because you mentioned that me knowing more about New Japan. Uh, they're mixed matches, so I don't know if that's going to matter too much. But, hey, I'm going to don the purple nurple over my gorgeous shoulder as we go through AEW New Japan Pro Wrestling's first show together, Forbidden Door, and we're off. And here we go with the first match. None other than that team that just... Has minutes of experience together, I think. <laughs> Dudes with attitudes is what they're calling themselves. Wow. Did you hear this? Yeah. So they both both sides cut promos the other day. <laughs> Dudes with attitudes. That is something the most it's something that Vince McMahon would have came up in 1988, setting up the Survivor Series matches, like the Teamsters versus the Dudes with Attitudes. <laughs> What? They're, they're uh, not union, are they? The King's Court takes on the dudes with attitudes. And it's just the Bushwhackers, Roddy Piper and Jimmy Snuka. Yeah. I think they were a team. I think they were a legit team at one point. It was Jimmy, it was Jimmy Snuka, Roddy Piper fighting on the same side, Bushwhackers. Yeah. We got to find out what they called themselves. I don't know if they had, did they have names yet? Roddy's, it was Rude's Brood and Roddy's Rowdies. Hmm. They were, they were the Roddy's Rowdies. The Roddy's Rowdies versus the dudes with attitude. <laughs> and they have and painted faces. <laughs> and on that team, you have Sting, Darby Allen, uh, Takahashi, and Tagaki. Shingo Takagi and Hiromu Takahashi. Uh, Shingo Takagi was actually a champion in New Japan Pro Wrestling during the pandemic. He's a he is not the leader of LIJ, but they are in the same faction as as Tetsuya Naito. Naito and Hiromu Takahashi is one of the greatest super heavyweight super juniors in the history of New Japan Pro Wrestling, widely considered. So both in probably the most popular babyface faction in New Japan of LIJ. And so that's going to be a great match. I'm going to take that team, the dynamic dudes, as stupid as that sound is. 
I have a feeling Bullet Club doesn't get off to you know, I do. I, it's hard to pick against the Bullet Club, though. It really is. But I think because of the Kyle O'Reilly victories over Darby, Darby losing a lot lately, Sting's first match back, I don't Sting has never lost on a pay-per-view yet. I'm taking the dynamic dudes for the win. Hey, did you guys talk about me? You mean the dudes of attitudes? The dynamic dudes with attitudes. Wow. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, John Laurinaitis. I'm here to announce that people power will be back. I stepped away from WWE, but I heard that there's a new faction called the dynamic dudes. And if anybody knows about the dynamic dudes, it's me, John Laurinaitis. Wait, wait, wait. No, it's the dudes with attitudes. Yeah, Sting. I worked him back in 1991. We used to always run those shows on Saturday night. It was great. Ladies and gentlemen, John Laurinaitis. All right. I wonder what he's doing in AEW. Good for him. Kind of job. You know what? They, they, should, they should bring him in. <laughs> he has a Japanese connection. He does. He does. See? <laughs> that 18-year-old was... Never mind. I'm just going to edit that out. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, that's just a great move having a guy who supposedly cheated on his wife as she was dealing with brain cancer. I didn't know that part. Wow, yeah. John Laurinaitis. I wish he was back in here. I would grill him on that. Unfortunately, John Laurinaitis has left. You should, well, maybe you can call him back. I don't think he's really busy. And you know what? You should probably consider having Laurinaitis on the on the phone here during some of these predictions. He does have Japanese background. He might be able to give some. Uh, some insight and plus he's not busy and you know what let me say this we as far as the uh, bullet club uh we didn't really mention who was in there young bucks el Fantasmo, and the other guy is hikaleo tangalao tangalao tango like like the tonga kid tangalao but the, what i have here wherever i copied and pasted this from is h-i-k-u-l-e-o Oh, Tonga Lao's the other one anyway. I fucked that up. <laughs> right, sorry. Yeah, I, I actually... I don't want to go against the Bullet Club in this instance, but I just can't see Sting losing this match. I, I think it's going to possibly open the show, and I see yeah. Sting going over. Just because of all the things that have been going on with the Bullet Club. Kyle O'Reilly has a couple big wins. Darby Allen's taking a couple losses lately. I And also, Shingo Takagi and Hiromu Tanga, Takahashi are two of the most popular wrestlers in new japan so i don't see that being a problem i think that the dudes with attitudes win and it's gonna be quite a sight to see staying standing tall with those three guys very cool all right yeah i i got i am almost regretting my choice right now after hearing you about this so but we'll have to move on it's been said it's been spoken it is what it is next match i have for you here eddie kingston Shota Umino and Wheeler Yuta versus none other than the wizard Chris Jericho, Suzuki, and Sammy Guevara. This is a slam dunk for me. The sex gods back together again. Minoru Suzuki. Everyone loves Minoru. Suzuki Goon. They just got the loss on the main event. I think it's going to be the sex gods and Minoru Suzuki taking this one. I chose Jericho and company as well. The sex gods. All right. Uh, I, I didn't love that ending they had with Tanahashi 
I hated it. Like Tanahashi and Moxley were staring at each other for like five minutes about all the brawls. Like, just have them stare, go off air with that. They could have brawled with them, and then finally they're together, and that's how you go off air. Right. They stood there for like five minutes. Like that. And the other, uh, go, go ahead. You you go. Yeah, they, they 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 stood around for five minutes or so while all hell's breaking loose around them, and they're just staring at each other. And you know, there's a language barrier. So what are they doing? Just looking into each other's eyes. They're not going to go throw punches. Like, do something. It was interesting because, but it did show this that Tanahashi and Moxley were just so focused on the AEW interim championship. So that was something you could say. So I didn't kill that. It just was if you're going to have them stare and have that moment, don't have all the action going on in the ring. Don't have it that long because what I think they were doing is I think they started staring at each other too quickly. And then they were committed to staring at each other. (laughs) And it was uncomfortable. And then it was just uncomfortable. It's like, they had the longest staring contest and that brawl did not necessarily have to go the way it did. It was cool though. It was a good go home, go home segment. I'm really excited about the main event, but we're going to get in the main event later. But uh, yeah, we are on the same page there with the sex gods and Suzuki. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, and we're, we're on the same page with that ending too, man. That was not a good way to send it off. I'd say. I rationalized it that the title meant that much that they were ignoring the violence. That's how I rationalized it because Moxley did say in an earlier promo, which I love, we can get more into it when, you know, in the main event, but Moxley did say, you know, reference in previous interviews that he wants to be considered the greatest wrestler in the world. That's what Moxley wants to be considered. He says he's transformed to a better man, a better, he's transformed into a father and he wants to transform into the greatest wrestler on the planet. So that is part of it. And he put Tanahashi over as possibly being one of the best. He says if he beats Tanahashi, he could call himself that. So that seriousness that Moxley had for Tanahashi and all the violence, particularly involving Chris Jericho, I thought I gave it a little bit of a pass. But it wasn't great. (laughs) They were literally, Tanahashi and Moxley were literally the calm of the storm, Mr. Valley. Well, that's that cool John Cena vibe that Tanahashi brings to the table. You know Kanahashi's what? I got to tell you. Very, very, I, I, very cerebral, very calm. Kanahashi is one of the most calm of the superstars in New Japan. Is he injured? Who? Tanahashi? Tanahashi. Yeah, I thought he was getting around, kind of labored in that ring. He's not young. He's not a spring chicken anymore. That's what I'm saying. Like, it wasn't smooth. It was just like, I'm like, all right, this, okay. Wasn't... I don't believe he's injured. To, I mean, they always banged up, but I don't believe he's injured yeah. to any extent. Look, Tanahashi 10 years ago was the A player. He was the ace. He's no longer that guy. He still has right. classic matches and classic matches, but the Japanese-style wrestlers, they usually do take it much easier in the, in the tag. I mean, like most guys do, the, the tag matches. So you're going to see something special. I guarantee you Tanahashi's going to show you something special on Sunday. Okay. So um, let's see here. So we have Kingston... Umino and uh, okay, we actually went through that. I'm sorry. Uh, next one we have here is uh, the Zack Saber Jr. versus the newest member of the Blackpool Combat Club. Evidently, ladies and gentlemen, who is it going to be? Is it going to be Sasha Banks? Is it going to be Maybe. John Laurinaitis? Oh, what? Hey, hey, I'm back. I tried to get out of here. I, I couldn't couldn't find the find the exit. Where? How do you get out of this place? Ladies and gentlemen. John Laurinaitis, I don't know what you're doing here, John, but we want to welcome you to High Spots and Cheap Pops. Seems like you have a little extra time. You've been relieved of your duties temporarily. How you feeling? Oh, no one's talking me back to me. I text my daughters. I text Brian Danielson, see if I can get on the show. 
and he just blows me off. And he's got an iPhone. And when I said it, it's green. That means he blocked me. You imagine that? Daniel Bryan, Ryan Davis, blocking me. John Laurinaitis. The saddest thing you ever heard. It is pretty sad. I got to say. I mean, I, I can't believe that they would go to these lengths to block you. You've had such a good run the last few weeks. Well, all I know is I love to spread love to all the people out there. All you the certainly young, did that. You, <laughs> yes. All the young, attractive paralegals and assistants that come in my presence, I spread the love. <laughs> is that what you called it? <laughs> I called it many things. Sometimes I called it BDSM. Sometimes I think I called it cuckolding, but I'm not sure. It depends if Vince was there. I, I would assume that would change things uh, for the moods for sure. Um, what was it like cheating on your wife as she was dealing with brain cancer? Next question. That's dark even for this show. <laughs> That's it. That is fucked. Usually it's Valley doing all that stupid shit. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, it's not going to be a comfortable Thanksgiving this year. I'll tell you what. I'll just have her move to Florida and then join the Trump cabinet. <laughs> they, they, they seem to have plenty of openings. Um... Well, I don't pay attention. Never really voted. Doesn't really matter. It's rigged anyway. <laughs> Um, is it, it's interesting that you're, you're uh, appearing here while we're talking to uh, talking about AEW. Do you have any interest of working there? I tell you what, I know a couple people there. I fired half of them. <laughs> Do you think Dax from FTR told me to fuck myself? <laughs> and he called me a disgusting piece of shit. <laughs> But I think he was more angry with Vince and not me. Are you hey, sure uh, about that? <laughs> Malachi Black. You fired him as well, right? Who? I fired a lot of people. You'll have to be more specific. Especially black guys. <laughs> no. Alistair Black. Oh. Yeah, I fired him too. You're right. But I definitely fired black guys, right? All right. Well, I don't know. I, that, that's getting a little too weird. Keith Lee and Swerve certainly says hi. He's fat fuck. I told him he should work out or they're going to fire his fat ass. He didn't listen. And now he's still fat and he doesn't have a job. John Lerner. Well, it's good to be here right now. I can't tell you how excited I am to be meeting you guys on Zoom. Maybe upgrade the software, losers. Which Bella was more disappointed in you? It's hard to say. I haven't talked to either one of them in two and a half years. Ever since I whipped my penis out at their friend's house. It's a true story, right? I wouldn't be saying if it wasn't. <laughs> you think John Laurinaitis, master of the people power, and former vice president of talent relations at WWE would come out here and spit lies about pulling out his penis. That's just not what John Laurinaitis does. 
To be fair, though, I did start dating women over the age of 25, strictly. That's that's a that's good uh, floor to to uh, have as far as parameters there, John. Well, you couldn't imagine the looks I got in the women's locker room. <laughs> I'm assuming you were well liked there. I think Nia Jax alluded to something. Nia Jax, <laughs> not attractive. Never tried to bang her once. I honestly only hung out with her to hang out with Alexa Bliss when they were friends. Alexa Bliss. I think she got creep vibes from me. You think you come across as being creepy, John? Every once in a while. I don't try to be. It's just I like smelling women's feet and sniffing right up to their butt. It's perfectly normal if you watch certain movies. Well, I think John Laurinaitis, you've been great. Is there anything else you got to say? Because we have to really get back to Forbidden Door. Oh, I guess I know what a forbidden door is now. Taking Vince's sloppy seconds and then paying her a shitload of money. That's a forbidden door you don't want to walk through. (laughs) That and the HR button, the HR office, John. I hear you. (laughs) It should be the RH office because I was always really horny. (laughs) All right, John Laronitis, everybody. That was going to get bad soon. We had to stop that. (laughs) We're back. Listening to Forbidden Door. Talking about the Forbidden Door. John Laurinaitis is stopping by. We've had some real heavy hitters from WWE the last week. We're just getting out. I think they see that we're sort of friendly and uh, they can have have an open mic here and just say whatever. (laughs) To clear the conscience. Therapeutic. So here we go. We got... It really is. We're back to Forbidden Door. We have Zack Sabre Jr. versus who could be the newest member of the Blackpool Combat Club. Well, I think we uh, all know it's... I think we all are thinking it's going to be Claudio Constantino. Constantino. Nilo. How do you Cesaro. say Cesaro's name? The winner of the very first prestigious Andre the Giant Battle Royal. The Swiss cyborg Superman James Bond... I don't know whatever the hell else he did a lot. He was there a while. It was intercontinental champion, U.S. champ. He won everything you could win in that, except for the big one. And but he did he main was... event for the title one time at a pay per view. Yeah, so that was good. Uh, so Cesaro, we're thinking Claudio Constantino. Yep. I'm and I believe you. he wins. I don't think he debuts and loses. To, I think. Oh no way. Win. But that's yeah, going to be a hell of a match. Zack Sabre Jr. and Cesaro are go- is going to be incredible. If Cesaro shows up, if he shows up and becomes a member of the Blackpool Combat Club right off the bat, and they have Moxley, Danielson, uh, Cesaro, and Yuta, I mean, that's a good foursome right there. Yeah, you probably don't need anybody else. You know? No, no. Yeah. I mean, Cesaro's a bigger, taller guy, you, can, you know, especially for AEW. You need another younger one to go at Yuta, though. Yuta's so out of place right now. It's got these three legends. Then you have Will Yuta. Yeah. He got clowned by, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, he clowned by, oh, man, what was his what's Garcia? Name? No, uh, the older Japanese dude. 
Oh, Suzuki. Suzuki. Oh, that was probably Suzuki. a privilege for that kid. Suzuki put um, popcorn uh, bucket on his head. He well, he's got a, he's not he's not the young spring chicken he used to be. He's got to kind of do some comedic gimmicky shit and just get the shit kicked out of him. Just get blows to the head and call it even. Yeah. Hey, don't hate the player, <laughs> hate the game. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you, man. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm there with you. I'm I'm saying Cesaro, and it'd be great. I think it'd be a great addition for the uh, combat club there. Yeah, and and another superstar for AEW. They still can't they can't get enough people on TV in three hours now, and you need to bring another big star. They got to figure out how they run their shows to build more interest. But that's a whole other conversation that you'll yep. hear from Moment in the Valley later this week. And what do we got next, Body Dottie? We're rolling right now. So far, we only have one disagreement. I picked right. dynamic dudes with attitude. No, John Larnardis, you stay out of there. Can't get rid of that guy now. He's like a cockroach. Yeah, it's almost like saying Candyman five times. As soon as he hears, he hears the word dynamic or dude, he's out. Or vagina. Shut <laughs> up. Come on. Next match, we got Pac. Versus Miro versus Malachi Black versus Ishii for the AEW All Atlantic Championship. Well, I have to correct you, Vladi Dottie. What's that? Ishii was injured last night and will not make it. Chuck Connors will be taking his place. It does not matter. Okay. Ishii wasn't going to win anyway. So, no. I am going against my gut and I'm pecking Malachi Black. To win this championship, not Miro. Wow. And you and I differ there because I went with Miro. He's the more obvious one. Um, but I think Malachi Black's been doing a lot of work, and I think he might do more with the belt. Miro could come back and start destroying everybody. Miro cut a badass promo on Dynamite. I loved it. I'll take all the pagans and all the bastards and drag them through the forbidden door. All I wanted was my God, my gold, and my beautiful wife. Her gorgeous wife, he said. He's got to start saying hot wife again. That's a lot funnier when he sees hot wife. His promos are great, man. Oh, he's amazing. He's amazing. Um, I'd like to see a baby face turn, and he goes out, and he and Black actually feud over that belt for a while. That would be something fun to see. And it would work because they're both non-American born. So yeah. I think that would be a great first feud between those two. Miro can be a babyface attacking all of those pagans, unquote unquote. So, so that's is is that the deal with this belt? You can't be American and hold it. No, you can be, but okay. it's but they want it to be have an international flavor to it for sure. Gotcha. All right. It was any American? I think there was an American in the in the chant in the mat in the in, wasn't it? Wasn't there? There's Canadians. Well, there's one Canadian. Well, there are a couple Canadians. You're right. Ethan Page. Um, who the hell did he wrestle? First match. There's so many damn... You know what the problem is with the Bret Hart tournament? You forget what was part of yeah, that yeah. part of the other one. You're right. You're right, right. So they didn't so, yeah, have a lot. It was just weird. <clears throat> yeah. But um, the reason that it is going to be Malachi Black and not Penta Oscudo is because Penta Oscudo cannot contractually net wrestle against anybody from New Japan Pro Wrestling. Can't happen. So we knew going into the match on Dynamite last night that Malachi Black was going over. 
And Ishii, again, you feel bad. New Japan get and, and AEW getting killed with this pay-per-view with injuries. They lose CM Punk, Brian Danielson, Samoa Joe. I mean, these are all three major players that were going to be part of these plans. And that's right. not part of the case anymore. Now you lose another guy, similar kind of vibe, Ishii. So a lot of big matches recently, too. That's probably part of the problem. These guys were going full tilt. You had Dominion in New Japan a couple weeks ago. You're only we're only a month out from double or nothing. So there's been a lot of big time matches and big time events that these wrestlers were all bringing their A game, and now a lot of them are banged up right now. And it shows you me, you know, it, it, it's so fleeting wrestling careers. It is, but the timing of it all has been really bad for both companies, really. And yeah, and WWE loses their two biggest baby faces in weeks. Yep. It, it's yep. incredible. It's one of the weirdest times in professional wrestling I've ever seen in terms of injuries. But one company's move, I don't think Punk's injury really matters too much. Moxley's picking right where Punk left off. Love the story Mox is talking about. We'll get to Moxley in a second. Okay. Uh, next match I got for us. None other than FTR, the most over tag team in all of wrestling right now. Representing there, Mr. Valley. Uh, against Jeff Cobb and the great Okan versus Rapungi Vice for the ROH and IWGP tag team titles. That's right. Or and I think for- we're both going to be on the same page here. I think seven star FTR walks out and they're going to be triple champions, triple A champions, which ironically, because they're not contractually to triple A, they're on loan to triple A. They can actually wrestle yeah. in this match. Triple A world champion, tag team champions, ring of honor world tag team champions, and IWGP tag team champions. And could that possibly, just two and a half months down the road, could that set up a winner-take-all match against the Young Bucks, at least the ring of honor, or at least the AEW championships? This is exciting. I think after the Young Bucks now have that championship belt, that's heading in the right direction. And I think the, in my view, and I think your view as well, the best tag team on this planet FTR, Dax Harwood, and Cash Wheeler walk out as your IWGP World Tag Team Champions. And at that point, they would be the most decorating in terms of eclecticity, the most decorated tag team in the history of the business. Of real of, belt. Of, of top promotions. Yeah, they could be called they could call themselves the belt collectors. Belt collectors. Belt. I miss Kenny Omega so fucking much. Anyway. We move right along. And who do you pick? FTR. Pick FTR absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we love it. FTR. All in on FTR. I, I don't remember a, a tag team that wasn't two single stars being this over in a very long time. I'm talking British right. fucking Bulldogs over. Yeah. Like the fans love them when they come out. Oh, they got they got one of the biggest pops every single week recently. Yeah. And they didn't. And you know what? They didn't have that sen- that, that sentinel moment with that seminal moment with MJF where they turned on him. They only had a little shoving match. They never truly turned on MJF. Got to wonder if that story will ever be told. But, all right, moving right along, Bloody Dottie. Uh, next match I have for us is none other than the AEW Women's Championship match, Thunder Rosa versus Tony Storm. I think you got to go Thunder Rosa. I don't think Tony Khan has the ball to take the title off her yet. I think the internet would explode because she's already a sympathetic figure on the internet. 
And there has been a little bit of AEW backlash to people, WWE people that come in right away and try to get a spotlight. Ruby Soho is certainly feeling that uh, more than more than not, certainly when it came to Chris Statlander. So I think Thunder Rosa keeps it right here, but I do see Tony Storm winning this championship uh, within the next six months. That's a pretty good call on it, but yeah, I, I think Thunder Rosa as well. Um, they're gonna have, they're, they're not gonna ever drop it immediately, so this this will be a developing uh, deal here for sure. <clears throat> so yeah, that's the way I see it. Uh, we got to hop on to the next match here. I say, go ahead. The IWGP United States Title, none other than Will Osprey, the champion, versus freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy, Mister Valley. I'm going to take one of my favorite bell-to-bell guys on the planet right now, Will Ospreay. Will Ospreay is going to beat Orange Cassidy. It's going to be similar, I think, a similar vibe to the pack. If anyone remembers the pack Orange Cassidy match at Revolution 2020, I think it's going to more remind us of something of that of that nature, where Orange Cassidy is going to take a lot of New Japan people by the side are by surprise about how funny and then how good he is in the ring. That's the thing about Orange Cassidy. You don't think he can have a banger because he relies so much on that gimmick. But he, when he needs to, he has bangers. So it's going to be interesting to see. However, Will Ospreay, it would have been nice to have him face somebody who can really, from a physical standpoint, match him uh, move to move, wrestling wrestler to wrestler. I don't think Cassidy does that. I think Cassidy, because he's so much smaller... I, don't get me wrong, Osprey's still going to do amazing things, but he's going to wrestle a little bit of a different match than you would see if he, say, wrestled Andrade or certainly Kenny Omega. No, I, I hear you. I, and I got to tell you, uh, watching Osprey here, uh, I am a fan for sure. I was a big fan of his. His character evolved, too. When he turned heel, it was a game changer for his character because he already had the stuff. He got bigger, too. He, he had a very similar ascension as Kenny Omega in terms of his entering ability and the way their character developed. Kenny obviously had a little bit more success, but Will, Will Ospreay was a former IWGP world champion as well. So uh, he's going to win this one in main, and he just won that U.S. championship. Or they, I'm sorry, that uh, championship as well. And so I don't believe he loses it here. Yeah, I'm, I'm. Yeah, I agree completely. But yeah, I've been very impressed with um, how his approach to the match. His facials are great. Oh yeah, like he's just he's in tune. He sells beautifully. He hits hard. I'm like, this is. Uh, he's got a lot of potential. But I, I really hope he ends up in AEW. And he's also, many people say, just as flippity floppity as Ricochet, who many people consider the best high flyer. Will Ospreay is either one or one a high flyer in the sport. And you didn't really, yeah. he didn't do a lot of that on um, as much as he usually does. So you're in stuff for something very, very special. I mean, these matches are going to be great. And for people who never saw new Japan, it's going to, it's going to be really surprising. And even though it's loaded with Gaijings, meaning foreign wrestlers outside of Japan, it's still going to be a great indication of how good New Japan professional wrestling is. Gaijings, word of the day. That's right. You are the only person that I know that knows that. <laughs> well, next we match. Have- Look, I am an in-business insider. I've been in the business. I know what I'm talking about. Silicon Steve Valley doesn't play bullshit, and I'm. Hey, look, that's why I cover New Japan. You covered NXT, I cover New Japan. 
That's what we did. We split it up. We both covered AEW and WWE. I was New Japan and Ring of Honor. And you were NXT. One of us continued to cover the, the, the company they were supposed to. <laughs> There's nothing to cover anymore unless that news is true. Oh, back. I don't do a good AAA, so we're not going to go there. Yeah. So uh, I, 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 people were complaining that the United Empire lost two of their the two of their two matches together. That's what Aussie Open was there for to do the jobs. But if you notice, Will Osprey had two singles matches. He won both of them. I, I've already had one singles match. He won that one. I anticipate him winning this one very easily. Well, not easily. It's going to be a great match. But I, I anticipate Will Osprey really the slam dunk here. Um, you want to head go to the next match? Let's go on to the Lisa. next match, Body Daddy. <laughs> so I think we both said Osprey like two or three times. Oh, uh, I'm taking Will Osprey. You know what? I, let me think about this again. Yeah, Osprey. I like that he's one of the. He's like a poor British. He's not classy like like Zack Saber Junior or Regal. Yeah. Like sound like really classy, like gentlemen. He's a he's a governor. Yeah. You know, I'm going to place your bloody head in. This is all fat. You know, he's that kind of guy. He's Liverpool. He's, he's not even Liverpool. He's a little bit, he's like drunk Liverpool. <laughs> he's like drunk. He's like drunken Englishman outside the dock. Yeah, he's, he's got a salty sort of personality. Uh, he's great though, yeah, and, and I'm glad you brought up his selling because he does sell with the best. He, that's when I that, that's another comparison I have him and Kenny. He sells moves and facial expressions. He's very very similar to Kenny Omega in a lot of ways. That's what I'm saying. They, they both have had that similar evolution into who they are. Both were great super super heavyweight champs, super junior heavyweight champions. They both got bigger. They both turned heel, and the world opened up for them. So a lot of similarities there. Yeah, so I think the next direction we're going to go here is none other than the interim AEW World Championship match. This is going to be the main event. We can do it first anyway. Okay, you know what? Let, let, you know, sorry about that. Let me go for the other match first. Uh, we have the IWGP World Heavyweight title with Switchblade Jay White against Adam uh, Hangman Page versus Okada versus Adam Cole. Baby! In a fatal, fatal four-way. Which I, ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't see AEW Dynamite, I'm, I'd be shocked. You probably wouldn't be listening to us. But AEW Dynamite, the one thing about this, I have something really big happened. Okada showed up. And the one part of this pay-per-view, there were speculation. Okada was having a child soon. So a lot of people didn't think he was making the trip. Okada surprised a lot of people. I don't think anyone thought, I didn't see anybody confident that he was going to be on this pay-per-view. Hangman on a page getting jumped by Cole and, and Switchblade Jay White just after it looked like Adam Cole was going to turn on, on Jay White. So you see those two having a little bit of mistrust. Jay White calling on Adam, Adam Cole for not beating Hangman Adam Page before that. So you see a little dissension, and I think it's going to come to blows during that particular match. But right as Adam Page is getting beat up, and it looks like Cole was about to hit him with the title, the coin drop hits. 
got a really great reaction. I was wondering if it was going to be big or a little bit. It was a really big reaction. Didn't maintain throughout the entire run-in, which was a little awkward. Not too bad, yeah. though, but a little bit. But Kazuchika Okada, arguably, and I don't think it's even arguable at this point in time, he is the most dominant IWGP world champion possibly of all time, but certainly over the last decade, he has the legend of Okada. People have never even watched him, but they've heard of Kazuchika Okada. He's probably more famous that has never been big here in the States. Probably the most famous Japanese wrestler I've ever heard. Cause there is this legend of it, you know, yeah. similar to, you know, Antonio Inuki, similar to, Oh, we hear about this guy. Uh, I think that you get that with Kazuchika Okada. But it, I wasn't, it was, I was just happy to see him. So I kind of let not the best debut I've ever seen happen pass just because I was so happy to see it. All right. Yeah. I thought the uh, debut was a little bit of a letdown um, because of, you know, as you mentioned, the legend that he is. And I, I'm just really surprised that they're doing a fatal four way here with him of all people. Yeah. I mean, off guard. Yeah, the question is, New Japan booked it where Jay White just won the title a couple weeks ago. You have to wonder why, if Okada was going to be in this match. Maybe they didn't know if Okada was going to be in this match. That could have been part of it. There could have been a lot of... It just seemed like there were a lot of question marks for this event in the way it was booked. Because you don't have anybody new in the game here. But at the end of the day, we, we got to appreciate the fact we're going to get Okada. Right. A new, bigger hangman. Last time Okada saw hangman, he was a jobber for the Bullet Squad, or for the Bullet Club, rather. Right. Adam Cole, one of the big, he, he turned into one of the biggest names in the sport. And Jay White, this is going to be a great four-way dance. I'm really, really looking forward to it. I do believe Jay White retains the IWGP World Championship. Yet, so. Yeah, that's who, I, that's who I chose as well. He will probably get the pin on Adam Cole. That is my prediction as well but that's not hmm. part of our deal but i thought the i thought it was good but i will say they did a bulk of the storyline for this match in one night so yeah. they were put in a position where it was it wasn't going great first of all adam cole and hangman page never have them work a program again please it, it just, right. there's no magic there they're both great wrestlers but i don't feel the magic in this i didn't feel it their first time around when you when he on good friday with the crown of thorns crown of barbed wire thorns and just i'm kind of over adam page and adam cole jay white though cuts a mean ass promo he's been great every time he's been on television jay white is the catalyst he's one of the biggest names in new japan and then you add the legend of okada now i don't know though if the legend of okada is going to get people to buy this pay-per-view that's the only question i have yeah especially with the lack of build yeah, exactly. I'm 100% with you. So it's going to be interesting. I think they're going to do well overseas. It's only 15 bucks, But I don't know how good it's going to do in America. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, even if he was here for a month, they could have had him on, like, some show, even with a translator, whatever, like just doing some PR here just to kind of stir it up. This has been like the, the, the way they promoted it. And then, and again, the injuries were definitely a huge impact, but just otherwise, especially the Okada deal. Um, 
it's fallen to me it fell a little bit flat because you have the legend going and you know and again kenny's not there that would have been the obvious choice um but yeah i guess you know they got to make do and again you know what like mjf pointed out you have tony khan he's just a mark and you know if you and i were in that same position i don't know what you and i might have done with this card if you will but one of the things i i would have definitely wanted out of it is just a little bit more of a build with okada well i think they could have presented all of the new japan guys a little bit better i think i think jay white could have gotten more he's been in the states jay yeah. white could have gotten more, more i think they did okay with jay white he, he got enough mic time but i think you could have given more mic time to will osprey who's very good on the mic you certainly could have should have given zach saber jr the one opportunity you had you should have given him a mic the guy's one of the best in new japan so they didn't present the new japan wrestlers for who they are you just hear about who they are and you have to right, go right. by excalibur's opinion of who they are zach saber jr will osprey shingo takagi Hiromu Tanahashi, these are people that are stars, but if you don't know where they're from, they're just like any other luchador or any other wrestler from New Japan you just hear about. So they're going to rely on their in-ring ability. They all can wrestle brilliantly. But at the end of the day, the stories are what get people to buy the pay-per-view. The moments are what get people to buy the pay-per-view. As great as this card was and as, as, as good as the card, again, it's not great. They're missing a lot of people. As good as the card is, the biggest thing I walked away from from AEW Dynamite was Christian Cage is a bad motherfucker. And I cared more about that than anything else on the show. <laughs> what did John Laurinaitis think of He's Christian Cage? He's not a main eventer. You know? What do you, what do you think John Laurinaitis would think of a Christian Cage? I don't know. I don't know about that one. <laughs> I didn't have a fun enough answer for that. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't. I don't. Ha- I don't have my John Laurinaitis guy in me right now, unfortunately. Okay, all right, I got gotcha. you. You can think of something, I'll say it, but I can't. Uh, I'm good. I'm good. I just figured I'd throw it out there. Cage. Oh, I remember one time Linda put me in a cage while Vince blew his load <laughs> on my face. Oh God. Yeah, definitely. Don't, don't put that one out there. All right, fine. You started it. All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, but overall, again, like I said, I think AEW did a good job of catch, making a lot of make uh, catching, making up a lot of ground on really the last three weeks, not building this too well. Uh, yeah, I think you got a point there, man. So, but it'll be interesting to see how these picks uh, pan out for us. What is it? What's the only differences that we have? Well, we have one right? more. We do have one more. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. We didn't do the AEW Interim World Championship. Many people calling it the main event. Hiroshi Tanahashi versus arguably best wrestler in the world right now, John Moxley. Yeah, I bet the house on Moxley. I, I, I agree. And I'd like to talk about Moxley's promo on AEW Dynamite. What? It was backstage and it was quick. But, man, he put over everybody he was working with. He he referenced Eddie Kingston. He says how much he hates Chris Jericho. He brought up how much he hates the Jericho Appreciation Society. He started off in almost like a Shakespearean way. And it really it was a brilliant promo. It really was. And then he switches. And then, but before that, only about the biggest match of my entire life. 
and he talks about transforming into a better man. He talks about transforming into a dad, and he has reference he wants to transform into being what he always wanted to be as a kid. And he's talked about in previous interviews, he wants to be considered the best wrestler in the world, the greatest wrestler in the world. And he says the way to do that is to beat Tanahashi. And he says he will not have any respect for Tanahashi. And he says that it is very personal. And the AEW championship, John Moxley will be the interim AEW championship. But John Moxley has made me believe he is that good. And honestly, I've been, I was thinking about it while I was taking a piss today. Ooh. Nobody has been booked stronger in AEW than John Moxley. He's been booked out of the world strong. And that's for three years now. So I think John Moxley wins this. And it'll be a great match. It'd be a little cooler if it was Okada Moxley, but that's a whole other deal. Or, But John Moxley, I, 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 he has proved me wrong. I, I didn't know I was going to like his style of wrestling um, because he's a brawler. But the guy's a hell of a wrestler as well. So, And I think he cuts one of the best promos in, in the game right now. He is really coming into his own as a professional wrestler. So kudos to the new, in my opinion, will be the new AEW Interim Championship Champion, John Moxley. And his super awesome, cool wife, Renee Young. Paquette. Excuse me. I'm sorry to say. That's Renee Paquette. Renee Young is licensed by the WWE. Thanks, John. Give it up for John Laurinaitis popping in today. You gotta love that. He's just gonna he just comes in and tells us what's up. I hope he becomes a fixture. Oh, who knows? Who knows? So we have Vince pops by every once in a while, Macho Man, John Laurinaitis. We're really building up the talent and the stars that we have here in High Spots at Cheap Pops. 80 subscribers. You guys are killing me. You're going inching our way to success, but we're happy. so happy people are watching him. We got some really good reactions from the Vince video, so thank you for checking that out. Body Daddy, what else do we got in the world of professional wrestling tonight here on this week on High Spots at Cheap Pops? Uh, you know what? I think we've pretty much covered it all, so unless we want to go dance down the uh, Vincent Kennedy McMahon uh, dirt road of just <laughs> retribution at this point. I don't know what he's doing. Wait, did you say retribution? <laughs> yeah. T-Bar, Mace, Mustafa yeah, they Mustafa made, Ali? That was actually better than what he's dealing with at this point. Um, it definitely is. It's just It's crazy. He just I mean, he's going to be coming out next week for the, what would be next, SmackDown? He's going to come out and just tell you what, what, how much you're selling uh, T-shirts at, T-shirts for Never at the session stand. Never again. John Cena will be out on Monday. All right. And everyone's just blown. Uh, so what are the differences we had here? We had the uh, dynamic dudes with attitudes. You picked the Bullet Club. Right. What other differences do we have? Um, Miro. I had Malachi Black. You had Miro. That's going to be the one I, I took a little bit of a chance on. I almost took a chance with Tony Storm, but I don't think my boy has the guts to do that. I think that's all we have. I think you picked White. You picked Boxley. Yep. Uh, you picked Jericho, Guevara, and Suzuki. You picked Osprey. You picked FTR. So we have two differences here. It's going to be Malachi Black versus Miro, which we could get a tie if by some ungodly chance Pac wins. I certainly yeah. don't think it's going to be Chuck Connor. Uh, I don't even, I honestly couldn't pick him out in a lineup, which makes me shitty. So I'm not that good at Japan stuff. <laughs> and, uh, 
And we also had the Bullet Club against the Dudes with Attitude. So I am feeling good about that one. I'm not so sure about Malachi Black, but look, we're two, we're two, two matches down, but the purple nurple is securely around my gorgeous left shoulder. And I am looking forward to being the longest reigning purple nurple champion of all time. You're the San Martino of purple nurples. I always knew Vince was a sick fucking guy. I always knew Vince was a sick guy. You know, every time I saw him, he was doing something weird with his ass. Thanks, Bruno. Bruno from heaven. Bruno from heaven. So, and it, so we covered everything. We want to thank you guys for being with us for over 100 videos right now. Thank you so very much. The bottom of my heart. Body Dottie, we want to thank all of you. Please drop, please like us. Like the video, drop a comment. What do you guys think are going to happen this week on Forbidden Door? Who's going to walk out? A couple questions I did want to ask. Does Kenny Omega show up at the end or at some point during this pay-per-view? I would think he would at least make an appearance. He has to. The he Bucks, has to. The Bucks reference that they are pretty much the people who held the door – it held the key to the Forbidden Door, which I thought was a good line by Matt Jackson. But yeah, you would think. And Kenny's been pretty active on Twitter as of late. So I I miss Kenny Omega a lot. I think the brand misses Kenny Omega a lot, too. He was such a great champion there out every week, always doing something interesting. Uh, very underrated how good he was. Yeah. Um, where do you think he gets, where do you think he comes out? During the Akata match? It would have to be. Yeah. I mean, there is a chance, and this is in my dream world, Okada wins the, the title, and then you have Omega walk in and stare him him down. Hmm. That's where you can build something pretty incredible. I think if all things were even, everything was cool, I think they would have had Okada Omega. I think Okada and Omega will headline one of these papers, one of these forbidden door papers. I'm very confident in that. But it's got to happen first. He's got to be healthy. Yeah. That could have been the original plan, but once they weren't getting Kenny, that might have been yeah, the, the route they had to go. I, I don't know. There's a lot of things that had to happen behind the scene. It seemed it was last minute because of some unknowns, injuries, and all that. I think they're really playing the best hand that they can in this situation without exposing much of the business. So uh, they, they made up a lot of ground. I still don't know if it could have been done better. Like I said before, I think New Japan, could have, their wrestlers could have been presented better. But overall, I'm not too disappointed. As much as I was. That's cool. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you, man. I, I see where you're coming from on that for sure. So, But yeah, it's, I'm looking forward to the event, and uh, we'll see how our picks pan out. Are you getting the paper? I don't know yet. Okay. Fair sure. answer. I will send you, I will text you only when I win and not <laughs> when I lose. Ah, that's sad. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Always happy. Always a good time when it's an AEW pay-per-view. They have not had a bad pay-per-view yet at all. They have not. They've had ones that haven't been as good as probably maybe previous ones. But every single pay-per-view has been very good. So I'm looking forward to that. And I don't think with this talent, group of talent, they're just going to let them go out there and wrestle. So, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Silicon Steve Dollywood. And we want to thank you for listening to High Spots and Cheap Pops. We are, I'm down by two, I'm coming after you!
here ended the lesson here on high spots and cheap pops.
ticking clock became his hell when he leased his conscience to the sin the evil that was born within rock took the shot to his chest full of crime stealing a man's last breath 